Now today, we begin the final section of Ezos HaBrocha, which is the final section of the entire Torah. We study together the sad conclusion of the story, the story of Moshe, beginning with Shavii and continuing to the end. The Pasuk begins at Shavii. Vaya'al Moshe me'arvos mo'ov elhar nevov. The Torah now switches to the third person. It's no longer Moshe speaking in the first person, but rather it's being told about Moshe. Still, these next few psukim, which seem from Chazal, were still written by Moshe. Vaya'al Moshe me'arvos mo'ov elhar nevov. Moshe went up from the Arvos Moab, where the Jews were encamped, went up to a mountain called Harnavo. Rosh Hapisko. He went to the top, the summit of that mountain. Asher al Yerecho. From that mountain, if you faced westward, you would see Yericho. Vayarehu Hashem Eskol Ha'oretz. God showed him all of the land. Es Hagilod. Ad Don, all the way to the north, the Gilad, until Don. Rashi says that the Rebona Shalom did not only show Moshe the geography, the terrain of the land, but rather he showed him the successes and failures that the Jewish people would experience in the future in all of these places. So that when he showed him Don, the place called Don, he showed him the Avodah Zorah, which would be worshipped in the future in Don. <coughs> but he also showed him the victories of Shimshon, who came from Don. And as we continue, the Rebbe also showed him from that mountaintop, still north of where Moshe was, but coming south from Don, he showed him the Ace Kol Naftoli, the Es Eretz Ephraim Umenashe. He showed him the land of Naftoli, the land of Ephraim Umenashe. Rashi again says, he showed it, uh, he showed Moshe those territories, Bishal Vosom Uvachur Bonom, in their tranquility and in their destruction. He showed them, uh, Devorah and Borok, waging war in Kedesh Naftoli, that's Ace called Naftoli, with Sisra and his armies. He showed them he showed him Moshe I'm sorry. Rebunishlam showed Moshe the land of Ephraim Elmanasha, meaning he showed him Yehoshua waging war. Yehoshua came from Ephraim and Gidon waging war. Gidon coming from Menashe. He showed him the ups and downs, the successes, victories, and failures and defeats of Yehuda. He showed him all the stories, the tragic and victorious stories of the Malchus based David, of the kingdom of David. Ad hayom ho'acharom. Until the sea, the distant sea, meaning all the way toward the Mediterranean. Rashi says that Ad Hayom Ha'acharon can also be read, as Chazal have it, Ad Hayom Ha'acharon. Not until the distant sea, 
but until the final day. Herohu Hakodesh Borhu Kol Hama Ora Os Shaasidin Leerali Israel Ache Yichu Hamesim. He showed him all of Jewish history to the end of time until the time of the resurrection of the dead. And to continue, this is kind of a sweep, a panoramic sweep going from um, the north toward the south. Now, turning from where Moshe was on the top of that mountain, parallel to Yericho in latitude, he turned southward. Yes, Hanegev. And he showed him the southern part of Eretz Yisroel. And Rashi says, he showed him the Mo'oras Hamachpelo, where the Ovos and the Mohos were buried. That Negev here is an allusion to Chevron. And he showed him the plains, Bikas Yerecho, the valley of Yericho, Ir HaTomorim, Yericho being known as the city of dates, of date trees. Ad Tsoar, until the place called Tsoar in the region of the Dead Sea, of the Yam HaMelech. Vayomer Hashem and God said to Moshe, now you're seeing the entire land, he gave them a panoramic view from north to south. Zosor, this is the land, that I swore, that I promised to Avram, to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov, saying, I will give this land to your descendants, to your seed. I am showing it to you so that you can see it with your eyes, but you are not going to go there. This is the ultimate tragedy of Moshe Rabbeinu's um, life. That Rebona Shlolem, in his last words, these are the last recorded words of the Rebona Shlolem to Moshe. The last words of Moshe were... Am Yisroel Ashrecha, how fortunate you are to have such a God. The last words of God to Moshe Rabbeinu are Shomalo Savor. The last words of God to this great man were Sorry, I deny you your great wish. Vishomalo Savor. Powerful lesson here. Then the Pasuk begins, continues and says, Vayomos Shomoshe. And Moshe died there. Right on that spot. And of course, the Gemara asks the question, Gemara Mbava Basra Dav Tesvav, Efshar Moshe Meis, Vechosa Vayomos Shom Moshe, can Moshe be writing this? Can Moshe be writing about himself, that he died? Therefore, the Gemara says one of two reasons. Either, Ad kan kosav Moshe, mi kan elech kosav Yehoshua. Either, Moshe wrote until this point, and Moshe's last words that Moshe recorded were, Vishoma lo savor, you're not going to go there. Then Moshe stopped, Yoshua took over, and Yoshua wrote the rest, Vayomos Shom. However, the Gemara records the opinion of Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir said, you can't say that, because the entire Torah, from beginning to end, every single word was written by Moshe. And this is a basic belief of ours. You can't say that Torah's Moshe is all of the Torah except for these last few psukim. No. 
Umoshe Kosev Bedema. God, so to speak, dictated these next psukim, and Moshe wrote them tearfully, Bedema, with tears. Vayom and there Moshe died. Moshe, who was called Eved Hashem, one of the few who were called slave or servant of God. He died there, be Eretz Moab, in the land of Moab, not in the land of Israel. Alpi Hashem, which literally, which literally means, uh, by the mouth of God, and therefore, the Gemara says, and Rashi records it, Benishika. He God, he died with the kiss of God, so to speak. And he buried him. Who? Who is the one who buried um, um, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu? Of course, uh, Rashi says, two opinions, either HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bichvodo, the Rebbe himself, Kabayochol, buried him, or else, as Rabbi Yishmuel has it, Hu Kovar Es Atzmo, Moshe buried himself in some um, uh, almost miraculous way. So there he was buried, Bagai Be'eretz Moav, Mul Beis Pa'or, opposite the Beis Pa'or, the place where shameful idolatry took place. So that Moshe's grave was preordained to be opposite this place of horrible, horrible immorality and idolatry. No one knows the burial place of Moshe. And one of the Mephoshim, the Mephoshim called Hor Chosim Labiko, says, notice, it doesn't say, No one knows his grave until this day. But rather, No one knows about his kivura, about his burial procedure. No one really understands how Moshe Rabbeinu was buried. Not only where he was buried, but how he was buried. Moshe was 120 years when he died. His eyes were not weakened. His, his moisture, his vigor did not dry up. He was strong and powerful in his last days. The Jewish people, the sons of Israel, cried for Moshe. In the plains of Moab for 30 days. And Rashi points out the difference between the way the Jewish people cried for Aaron and the way they cried for Moshe. For Moshe, it seems, B'nai Yisrael cried. The males, the men cried. By Aaron, it says, Kol Beis Yisrael, all the house of Israel, Zechorim Unikevos, men and women. And the reason being, because Aaron devoted himself to bringing about peace between one person and another, and between husband and wife. Aaron spent his time bringing about shalom bias, family, family health and welfare, good marriages. This was Aaron's tafki, this was Aaron's role in life, this was Aaron's vocation. And therefore, when Aaron died, everybody, men and women, mourned. But strangely, when Moshe died, the men mourned, not so much the women. 
The days of mourning for Moshe ended, and of course, Moshe's sun set, even his days of mourning ended, and now a new leader came up. And that, of course, is Yoshua Benun, Mole Ruach Chochma, full of the spirit of wisdom, but a spirit of wisdom that represented continuity. Kisomach Moshe es His ultimate wisdom came from the fact that Moshe relied upon him. Moshe placed his hands upon Yahushua. And the Jewish people, to their credit, the Jewish people listened to Yahushua as God had commanded Moshe. There was no rebellion, there was no machloka saying, let's try another leader, Yahushua is no good, who is this young upstart? No, they followed him too, and there was this continuity. And then the concluding words of the Torah. There never rose again another Navi, another prophet in Israel as Moshe. A person whom God knew or whom God favored, whom God chose to address face to face. The central belief of the Jewish people is that there is Nevuah, there is prophecy, and there have been other prophets, but none like Moshe. None had the direct experience of the divine. Ponim el ponim, face to face, without an intermediary. Direct confrontation, direct contact, as did Moshe. And there was none like him. Because of all the wonderful signs that Moshe Rabbeinu did. All the wonderful things that were accomplished through him as the shliach, as the emissary or agent of the Rebona Shalom. And they included wonderful signs, miracles. But remember whatever Moshe did, says the Pasuk, Asher Shulacho Hashem La'asos Pieretz Mitzrayim L'faro L'chol Avodov Everything was Moshe as a shliach Hashem. Moshe was not a great politician, a great uh, rebel, a great leader of a revolt, a great uh, freer, a great lawgiver. He was Shulacho Hashem. He was sent by God. Let's not forget the Yod HaChazok, Rashi says, means the fact that Moshe received the Torah and held the Luchos in his strong hands. Ulechol Hamoro HaGadol. And all the awesome, great things that he did, all the miracles that he did throughout the desert. Asherosa Moshe, which Moshe did, Le'enei Chol Yisroel. Moshe's accomplishments were not merely something done in private or in some hidden mountain or in some distant desert. Whatever Moshe did was beheld and observed by the entire Jewish people, which is why we can trust in the teachings of Moshe and in the experiences that are recorded in the entire Torah. Because these were not secret things, these were not something that someone invented in some distant castle or distant mountaintop. Rather, they were done before the eyes of all the Jewish people. And so we come to the end of Parsha Zosabrocha and to the Siyum of Kol HaTorah Kula. Of course, we don't stop here. We continue 
with the next series of Shnayim Mikra, beginning again with Parshas Bereshis.